The Interrobank Podcast is brought to you by Simply Financial. Flex on your Axe Bank with up to $700 from Simply Financial. Visit simply.com today. Conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the Red Couch Podcast. I am your host, Ben Harrietha. This week on the podcast, it's our diversity episode. And uh, to chat about that with me, I have London Drag Queen, uh, Galaxy Rose. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, glad you could come up. So could you just introduce yourself to the viewers and uh, and anyone that doesn't know you? Sure. My name is Galaxy Rose. I'm a drag performer here in London, Ontario. Um, I do lots of things around. That's all I've got for you. Perfect. I mean, hey, short and sweet. That's what we like to... That's what we like to hear. Uh, so like, how'd you get into drag? Um, I got into drag, uh, it was, I think my 27th birthday, I decided that I was just gonna do something different and it kind of took off from there and now I'm just doing it. I can't get out of it, there's no escape. So how long have you been doing it? <laughs> uh, I've been doing it for about four and a half years now. Awesome, and, and like, it, did, was it just like something, like was it a community that you were interest, interested in beforehand or was it just like, I'm just going to do it and you just ended up doing it? Yeah, honestly, like I had no idea who RuPaul was. Like I got into it brand spanking new. I just, it, it was uh, an opportunity for me to get out of my comfort zone and try new things. Perfect. And um, I guess this might be a little bit of a broad question, but um, what, what do you do as a drag queen? Because I'm not super familiar with the community oh. myself. Okay, so what what do you think I do? I'm not sure. <laughs> you have no. I have no clue. Uh, it's I'm really uh, like I am I am I'm bisexual, but I'm really not in touch with that side of the gay community. Oh, okay. Unfo- uh, so it's I'm very much like uh, uh, like person who is into sports and cars and also men, uh, and so I never really got in super into drag. I can relate to one of those things. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, let's see. I I do my own face, so I'm a makeup artist. Um, You have to know how to dance. You have to know how to talk to people. You have to to know your banter. I host shows. I sing live. Like, I do everything. My life is just drag and politics constantly. Drag and politics. Drag and politics. The politics part, that sounds like a fun aspect of it. Well, as a drag performer, you're kind of front and center of your community, right? So you have to you have to speak on important issues. You have to make sure that you're on the cutting edge of what's going on in the world. So yes, politics definitely comes uh, is a part of it. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of hats that it, that goes into like being a drag queen. Absolutely. Perfect. And uh, and I guess on the flip side of that, like, what does a like a normal day like? What does a normal day for you look like? Uh, if you're performing, if you're not performing, either or. Um, my days are seldom normal. <laughs> Nothing about a drag queen's life is normal. Um, let's see. Uh, on my off days, I'm a graphic designer, so that's sort of my my day job. Um, and then. Aside from that, like weekends and sometimes throughout the week, I'm in drag. I'm just doing this. And that that includes like drag story time. That includes interviews like this, actually. That also includes, you know, doing hosting shows. And so I would start my day putting on my face and that takes about an hour and then going on and doing what I need to do, doing what I enjoy doing. Perfect. And uh, speaking of enjoy, is there any like specific event that you're like, this is like my favorite type of event to do? 
Um, I guess my favorite type of event to do is uh, anything that, that pulls on important issues. So I just did one in Sarnia, and it was their Pi BIPOC show. Mm -hmm. So because it's Black History Month, that was very important. I'm a person of color. So um, doing anything that is really close to home, that's where I want to be. Perfect. Um, and I guess, uh, why do you do it? Like, I, you, you said that you enjoy it, but like, why, like, where does the enjoyment come from? I do it because I know that people get a lot of joy out of it and I get to be sort of a blueprint of authentic living, right? I get to be my, my most authentic self and I get to be creative. I get to enjoy fashion. I get to do all these things that uh, allow me to be basically as queer as I possibly can be. Mm -hmm. and unabashedly so i enjoy being that blueprint for people because i want to inspire people i want to give people um you know something to think about of course and um you you spoke about like how um being a drag performer you're at the front of your community uh how do you feel about that like I wasn't exactly uh expecting it going into drag like i thought you know drag is just you know putting on an outfit and performing but i very quickly realized that that's not everything that there is to it like you have to um be able to represent your community because you are at the forefront people notice you like i didn't put all this time not to be noticed <laughs> notice me uh but um when you're in that spotlight, it's important that you uh, raise awareness to certain issues. Yeah, to like issues that you care about, especially because it's like, like you said, people notice you, you have a platform. And so you can take that chance to like, um, speak on things that matter to you. Exactly. Exactly. And how do you how do you feel about the, the, the especially recently about the pushback against drag performance and I guess LGBT people especially emphasis on that T uh, on, on the whole yes well the Puritans are back I don't know how that happened um, somebody let them out uh, it's it's a lot because now there's there's new variables whenever you do a show there's new variables when you do drag story time you're gonna be thinking in the back of your head as you're getting ready is somebody gonna come and is somebody gonna come with malicious intent? So like you fully expect protesters to be there. You've, and I have encountered protesters and you expect that kind of that rhetoric of hate to, to be there. And that's not something that I used to really think about in the back of my mind. And so this, this new um, uprise of hatred and the, these conflicts are um, really stifling like what you do, but all in all, you want to do it for, especially if you're doing drag story time, you want to do it for the kids. You want to give them uh, something positive to look forward to and something that's inclusive. Exactly. Because I, th I think I think what a lot of, the, like, a, a, like the, as you say, the Puritans, what they they think that we're, like, trying to teach people about, like, sex and stuff. It's like, no, we're just trying to teach them to be, like, accepting, inclusive people, right? And 
it's just frustrating on that regard. Well, exactly. Like when I'm reading these books, these books are like cute little books. It's like gay penguins. And like, it's, it's just stories that people can connect with. And it's important to have those stories because if I had that growing up, then I'd be a different person. It took me years and years, like up until I was 27 and still working on that to really fully uh, accept, you know, my queer self and to be able to show children that you can be this person without the hatred, without all the, the confusion and everything. I think that's such a gift and we need to nurture that. Exactly. And, and why do you think it's important that even despite, you know, the risks of these events with people coming in with malicious intent, uh, why do you think it's important that they still happen? It's important that they still happen because we need to be the louder voices. If we're not the louder voices, then they are. And those are the ones that are, are dominating the media right now. We don't see as much of, you know, drag queen story time. We don't see, you know, the happy children or the people who are connecting with it. We see the hatred. We see these stories that are being twisted in favor of presenting this opposition. But we really need to be focusing on the love, the connection and the, the authenticity behind it. Exactly. I, I think the thing for me that I just really wish like people would understand is that most most uh, people who are queer are just trying to exist. And it's like it's like, I don't know, my existence is not a political statement. Exactly. The, the queer agenda is just to live. That's it. Yeah. To live freely and to live peacefully. That's all we really want. Like, we don't want to indoctrinate your children. That's stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, w that is not our goal. Our goal is just to show them that they can be who they are, whoever they are. We're not trying to make people gay. These, these stories are for everyone. It's all about compassion and empathy. It's more about that than it is about the queer agenda. It's just about showing you how to be a decent human being. No, exactly. Because it's, 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 I'm, we're not trying to shoot gay mind beams at your kids to <laughs> turn them gay and we're not putting chemicals in the water or whatever, but it's just, it's just existing. And, and people don't get that. I think is it, even in drag, especially is that the, like, you're just trying to express yourself and have fun exactly at the end of the day uh, and these people you know they they see drag and they and they think it's like it's you know moral panic all over again that's exactly it and it, it's so unfounded because i think a lot of people just don't understand where it's coming from they see drag and they think sex i don't know why they think sex it doesn't make any sense to me because there's nothing showing and even when you're drag naked you are not naked at all <laughs> like there's there's so many layers that that go into this um that just it's it's an illusion but it's an illusion that that gives you something to look at something to think about yeah it's it's and it's all just colorful and fun i don't see i don't see why people get so upset about this because it's like just relax have a good time man honestly i always say that anybody and everybody should try drag just once just try it because it's so freeing to and like liberating to be able to just let yourself go to to do what you you know what you normally wouldn't do and when i see people go in and get into drag for the first time it's such a transformative experience for them no they might not pursue it as a career mm -hmm. but they really enjoyed that moment where the spotlight was on them and a lot of people are afraid to take up space in this world. So it's important that we give them that opportunity. Exactly. And 
going back to you know the unfortunate reality of our situation uh, with you know these people who want to come over to these events and with malicious intent, either protesting or even possibly something even more dangerous. Um, what? safety precautions i guess are people taking in the community now so now we are actually going because we're these queer events are not like the most well-funded things right mm -hmm. so we are actually going out and paying out of pocket so that we that we have security at these events we are making sure that no matter what the kids especially are safe because the last thing we want is for anyone to be harmed at our events i was um hosting the wortley pride event when the uh incident happened there and I was devastated because I felt like I was putting my performers and these kids in the the path of harm when the assailants came. And it's so important that the kids' experience of queer events are not framed by this hatred or this oppression. No, exactly, because it's not, that's not us. Exactly. That's not who we are. We're just trying to have a, have a good time. We're just trying to live our lives and live our lives peacefully. And we want to be able to show the children that this can be accomplished. You don't have to be afraid. And the more that they, they bring these protesters, the more that they push this rhetoric of fear, the, the, uh, the more it's going to affect them in the long run. And we just want them to be happy. No, it, and they're like, our future, right? Yeah, they're, they're our future, and I think the worst part too is that like kids are like like if you've ever spoken to like a like a two three year old, they're like inherently kind little people. Exactly, it's like all this stuff, all this like hatred against gay people, trans people, drag performers. It's it's learned. Yeah, it's a taught thing, and it's just it's so frustrating to see you know, especially when you go when you see these protests against drag and stuff, and you see little kids there holding the signs they don't know what the signs say most of the time yeah they're just it's just their mom or their dad said like hey hold this sign and it's just the worst <laughs> one of the most profound memories and i think there was a photo of it of what happened at wortley pride is um this little girl their daughter screaming in the back of the truck like crying like because she doesn't know what's going on they, mm -hmm. she doesn't know what's happening her her father and her mother are out like just assaulting the community but she's in the back of the truck just weeping and i felt so bad for that child because that child has to grow up in an environment that fosters hatred yeah and that's and that's exactly it is that so many of the environments it's it's just gonna it's just gonna turn out more and more hateful people which is just gonna make the world kind of just a worse place on exactly. the whole and uh no one wants that no no we just that's all we want and story time is just building a foundation of love acceptance compassion and understanding that's it that is our base level and that's the foundation that we should all grow up on no yeah and it's because the more people that are you know compassionate and accepting of these people it's like the sooner that like I don't want to call them petty issues but it just seems like people just disagreeing over stuff that really isn't that big in the grand scheme of things and we could start focusing on the things that are like actually 
problems, I guess, in that and quote like quote problems. If that well, makes sense. Exactly. I think they just they just latched onto this because it was easy. We're an easy target. Queer people are always an easy target. So for them to just latch onto this and create something from nothing, it's just ridiculous. Like these like um the protesters that I encountered in Sarnia, they were all dressed from head to toe in uh, in black. Their eye their like faces were covered, everything. They actually went out of their way to plan around this. Like could you imagine Imagine getting up in the day, calling up your buddies, being like, yeah, we're all going to wear black, right? <laughs> and, and actually planning an outfit around it. Like, they're basically doing what we're doing. That's a whole group number right there. That's what that is. <laughs> it, when, you, when you put it that way, it, it makes it sound like super lame. <laughs> yeah, it's very silly. Like, they actually got together and they planned their day around this. And these are people that came from Toronto. So they drove all the way from Toronto yeah. to Sarnia just to, to stir things up. And they, they didn't do anything. They were, they were just laughed at. Uh, yeah, and that's, 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 I guess, the positive side of this is that a lot of the time, these, what ends up happening is these people just get laughed at, essentially, because yeah. everyone sees them and uh, for the, frankly, idiots that they are. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, I guess, a lucky aspect of it. Um, so I, where can, uh, to kind of wrap things up, I guess, a little bit, uh, where can pe- see people see you perform next? Uh, this will be coming out March 3rd. Uh, so I guess at that point, March 3rd, if you got anything planned, um, Hmm. I actually think I have a show on March 3rd. Perfect. At lavish. Um, and you can just, can I give my social? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you can follow, follow me at galaxy rose official, um, on Instagram and you'll find out where I am. Uh, I have a show coming up at the, uh, tap center for creativity on the 25th. Uh, we have some headliners coming up, so it's, I'm just, I'm, I go wherever the wind takes me. Like I just enjoy doing drag and I, I enjoy engaging audiences. It's just, it brings me so much joy. So wherever I'll be, it's going to be a good time. Exactly. And that's, and that's the goal of drag is just have a good time, right? Exactly. And to have let allow people the the experience to have a good time themselves because some people just don't know how and we have to show them <laughs> yeah i gotta say every time i've been to an event either hosted by a drag performer or with a drag performer in attendance it has been the most fun i've had <laughs> it's always fun we love to push the envelope we love to give you an experience and something that you'll remember yeah like we've hosted we host a bunch of them here at fanshaw yeah and uh have have you actually have you been to any of them i have yes oh sweet which which ones um well i uh was here for like a few i think there was a couple years brooklyn heights like there's been a few shows that um have been through the fsu so i've been a part of a few of them yeah how's your experience been with them i gotta ask because you know we're fsu (laughs) i mean amazing of course Uh, yeah obviously no um they're always so good like the, the y'all treat us so well and the setup is always perfect the lighting is excellent like it's honestly like the best show you want to get into <laughs> because you know that whatever videos are going to come out of there they're going to be good it's not going to be like you know doing a dive bar gig and you get some like blurry photos on someone's instagram story like no it's always going to be high quality yeah so it's, you're always going to you, you always go to an fsu show and you know i'm going to look good in that video exactly, the next day exactly exactly perfect and is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Uh, that, that's very open. Um, let's see. 
I just wanted to uh, finish off with like just be kind, be compassionate, be understanding, be empathic. It's it's important that we you know channel our most humane traits, especially when you know we're being uh, oppressed, especially when we're being faced with insecurity and everything it's important that we continue to be ourselves couldn't have said it better myself perfect so thank you for coming on the show i thank really you appreciate for it me. and uh thank you guys for uh listening to another episode of the red couch podcast as always you can catch up with every episode on our website or wherever you get your podcast uh pick up your copy of the intero bang on newsstands now follow us on twitter instagram and facebook and uh be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all things fanshaw for the intero bang i'm ben harrietta The Interrobank Podcast is brought to you by Simply Financial. Flex on your Axe Bank with up to $700 from Simply Financial. Visit simply.com today. Conditions apply.